I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Munn speaking our program here called The Mariner's Call from the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 7, I found a boat story here. Genesis chapter 7, he said, Brother Munn, let's see. Genesis 6, you said you got that ark again? Yes. Genesis chapter 7, look at some things about the ark, and I want to draw a parallel here. They'll help you understand the difference between salvation and salvation. And religion. I'm not going to, you know, approach this by being just super critical, but uh, we'll just do this. We'll just look at a little principle and we'll take and develop some parallels here, some things that we can use in reference to this boat. I'll be honest with you, I like boat stories. So I like the story of Genesis 6, 7, and 8. As far as boat stories are concerned, I can read for hours Tales of the Sea. Adventures of the High Seas. I read not too long ago a number of things that had to do with pirates, you know, and talking about basically what a pirate was. And it was about three things about his life that that could be seen. Of course, he was a thief. And of course, he was a murderer. And he was a liar. It sounds like uh, the devil to me, does it not? Pirates are, by the way, out Everywhere. Boat stories. I like those. Genesis chapter 7. I want to read verse 13 and also verse 16. I hope we're catching you just right. If you'd like to write to us at the end of this program, the announcer will give you an address whereby you can correspond with us. That'll be the slow way. We think about through the mail. And by the way, I like that. I like the mail. I like it when those here in the office come in and dump out on my desk. They said, here it is, preacher. Go at it. And I love reading letters. Uh, you can get us uh, email. If you'd like, you can go to our website, foam.org. That's us, F-O-M-M dot org, O-R-G. That'll come directly to us. You'll be able to see who we are. You can examine us, send us a message, uh, correspond with us, uh, whatever. We'd be delight, delighted to hear from you if you have access to a computer to be able to look us up there online. But please, I'd, I'd love to be your servant, and I'm glad to have this time to be with you. Genesis chapter 7, I read verse 13. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Verse 16, and they went in, went in male and female of all flesh as God hath commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now, you've heard my emphasis. All right, they went inside the ark. They got inside the ark. Before the flood came, they went inside 
the ark. Now, I'll say something like this. Let me just draw a little simple parallel, and we'll get into this, exactly what we're talking about. If you took all the religions of the world, just kind of all the denominations, all the religions, and throw them in a bag, kind of shake them all up together, what would be the common thing? Most would teach something like this. Instead of being inside the ark, they would have said something like this. As far as Noah, Maybe they would have said God would have, maybe this would be the reading, uh, build rails for thou and thy family. Come thou and hold on to these rails, and he that endureth the flood shall be saved. All around the outside of the ark, there'd be rails that you could hold to. And then when it started raining, what you do is you hold on to these rails. And if you can endure the storm, there'd be a time that you'd land safe and sound. You would endure the storm by holding on. Most religions teach you hold on. What is salvation? Salvation is God putting you inside the vessel. So are you inside or outside holding on? You said, well, how do I know? I've had people tell me this and talking with them about the gospel and the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and what Jesus Christ did to provide salvation for, for fallen men. I've had people say something like this. They had a sort of a handrail. They were holding to this. They were holding to the handrail. Well, I'm just going to be as vivid as I can. They were holding on to the handrail of church membership. Now, I'll be honest with you. I believe, as far as a Christian, if you're a child of God, I believe it's good to be a member of a Bible-believing church. I don't believe you'll ever grow outside the fact you get involved with a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church. But I tell you this, that membership is not going to get you across life's sea. That membership, when you go through death's door, my friend, and get on the other side, that membership is not that that's going to bring you into the harbor of rest and the hope of peace. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ can do that. But I tell you what, I've had people, I've talked to them to hold to that. I've had people say to me something almost like this. I don't care what you believe, preacher. I am a, and they would mention their religion or their denomination. Said, this is my mother, my grandmother, my grandfather, my great uncle. And they said, I hold to this. And they were holding on to it. They were holding on to that for salvation. In other words, they were doing something, my friend, to appease God, they were holding out as for salvation to them. It was something that was on their, it was sort of their part. My friend, salvation is all of God. We sing the song, Jesus paid it some, right? Did you hear me? Jesus paid it some. No, I got it wrong. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. A lot of people hold to Church membership, I'm saying at death, it will fail you. Some people hold to the handrails of religious ordinances. Now, depending on where you are a member, as far as your denomination or your religious affiliation, uh, we think about the different groups have different teachings and practices and the things that you know, we think about a person must submit to and taking membership in different churches. Some people call these ordinances. Some people call them sacraments. It's things that you do. It's sort of to give you peace and hope and assurance. You sort of follow after what this religion teaches. And if you do this, they promise you, my friend. And if you hold on to this, one day in the future, you can open your eyes and hopefully be in a place of peace. Church. Ordinances. Man said one time, 
I said, sir, are you a Christian? He said, I've been baptized. I said, sir, if you know you were to die, you know you'd go to heaven? He said, I've been baptized. I said, sir, are you for sure that you're saved? He said, I've been baptized. And I couldn't take that away from him. It was just baptized, 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 baptized. I, I couldn't get it away. It was just an ordinance. Now, I'll tell you what, if you're a believer, we think about believer's baptism. Isn't it good that we can take? As far as what Jesus did for us, we find through the writings of the Apostle Paul, like Romans chapter 6, uh, we know what Jesus did for us. He, was, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. And that's a picture of, we think about uh, baptism as a picture of what Jesus Christ has, did for, has done for us. But my friend, being baptized, you know, we have in front of our church the Bon Secours River. We immerse in the Bon Secours River. Wouldn't I be foolish to think that I could put someone down a sinner and then bring them up a saint of God. That they'd meet God in water. Uh, our water down here in the Bonsuki River, sometimes it's beautiful and crystal clear. Sometimes it's muddy and nasty. And it's filled with all types of chemicals and things that say, you said, what are you saying? I'm saying this as far as an ordinance is concerned. You know, you're not to hold on. We think about we think about handrails outside the ark, holding on to those handrails, going across life. See, the storms of life are going to tear these handrails off, and it's not going to give you peace and comfort and hope and security. The handrail of religious, my friend, ordinances, it'll only help you at death. I know that because I held to that as a young person. I joined the church when I was young, and uh, I, I went through some ordinances in this church when I was young, and I thought that was being a Christian. I, I, I listened to some people, and they told me that until I, I opened my Bible and found out what being saved was all about. I held to these handrails, but I was on the outside of the ark, not safely inside. Some people hold on to the handrails of religious experiences. Oh, you could get into trouble talking with people about that. We've turned theology into therapy. What do you mean? Christianity now is to make you feel good. I'm sorry, my friend. It is not. Now, I'm glad I can think about what Jesus has done for me, and I'm glad I can feel good. But that's not what it's for. My friend, it's to show the love of God and what Jesus Christ was willing to do to save miserable, lost, sinful creatures just like me. And I was lost and undone without God and God's Son. And Jesus, in his love and his mercy, was willing to die for me. That's what the gospel is all about, my friend. When you think about it, it's not something to just make you feel good. We think about, we live in today where everything is a religion of feelings. Experience has become the goal of every personal spiritual life. Music and prayers and even sermons are an attempt to arouse the emotions and provide an experience rather than convey a truth. And some people I've talked to, all they had was an experience. They didn't have Jesus. They had an experience. One said this, he said, I was healed. And I said, I tell you, if you were to die, do you know for sure? But I was healed. And I said, says Jesus, your Savior, do you know? But I was healed. I couldn't get away from that. And my friend, if I was sick, I'd want God to do something for me. I'd want some healing. Don't get me wrong there. But I'm saying this, your healing is not going to get you to heaven. It's only the captain of the ship. Oh, the one that's at the helm. The captain of our salvation, my friend, that's there to get you aboard the vessel. I'm glad to be 
aboard. A lot of people hold on to the handrails of humanitarian efforts. I try to be a good parent. I've tried to be a good provider. I've tried to provide education for my children. I'm involved in community projects and charities and environmental issues and new age, uh, you know, conservation. You go on and on with this, my friend. Those things, there may be some good in some of those things, but that's not going to help you. It's not going to help you as far as heaven. That's you on the outside of the ship holding on to something. What are you trusting? If you were to ask most people, what are you trusting to get you to heaven, my friend? It would disappoint you so bad. People are trusting everything besides what they should trust. I like the statements made in the book of Psalms over and over again. David talked about problems in life, and he talked about the enemy. He talked about how even even himself, his old flesh, he fought himself. But he said, I trust in the living God, my trust is in God. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I like the song Ship Ahoy. We use it as an intro on our programs here. One of the stanzas is the captain commanded a boat to be lowered, and gen- with gentle compassion he took me on board. A boat or a ladder. I've seen many times the bar pilot come up to the side of a huge ship And I've seen the bar pilot climb up that ladder and get on the inside of that vessel. There was a time for me, I trusted the finished work of Christ. What Jesus did on Calvary was sufficient enough to provide forgiveness for my sins. I'm glad to know I am forgiven. And I'm inside the boat, not outside holding on. What are you holding on to? Quit holding on and trust the one that can bring you aboard. If we can help you, I'd love to be your servant. Once again, you can write to us at the address our announcer will give you. You can check us out as far as if you have access to a computer, fomm.org. You can come straight to us. It's my blessing to be with you. I hope you're not holding on, my friend. I hope that your trust is in the one that has you safe on the inside. We may slip and fall up and down the deck, but never over the side. Glad to have peace in my heart. God bless you until next week. Fisher Munn saying goodbye.